let's try this. Um, all right, well, welcome along. This is, a, this is an experiment. Uh, I'm Ian Gardner. We uh, work at uh, AWS in the startup team, and I'm here with uh, Toby Heap. So, Toby, Thanks for having me. That's all right. Yeah, welcome. First guest. Uh, it's Sorry. probably going to be a bit rough. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what's, uh, what's your role? And what, what are you doing here? So, I'm head of the AWI Ventures team. So, yep. um, AWI is a this company on the Australian Stock Exchange that invests in financial services businesses. Um, and the ventures business that I run invests in early stage financial services businesses. So you're basically an accelerator. Well, that's part of what we do. So we, we do some straight out venture investments. Um, and then, yeah, a big part of what we do is we run a fintech accelerator where each six months we take in a new batch of startups. So, you, I mean, is it a standard accelerator model? You give them a dollar of cash, some free rent, uh, enhanced mentoring, and you take a little slug of equity, is that right? Exactly. And, and the only thing really that's a bit different about ours compared to most accelerators is that we're focused on a vertical. Right. So for us, it's all fintech. So let, let, let's focus on that for a sec. So why, why fintech in, in, mm-hmm. in, in Australia in particular? There's some... Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the market. So, so uh, the financial services industry is um, the uh, I think in terms of the number of people employed um, and and the um, the market capitalization of, of the companies is the biggest industry in Australia. And um, you know we've got four big banks here, uh, big retail um, banks that that make up four of the top five companies on the Australian Stock Exchange. And what was their combined profit last year? Oh, I can't, I can't remember their combined profit, but they, they are the four most profitable banks in the world. Yeah, I think it was $25 billion. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's obviously a big driver in the Australian economy, and therefore, you know, we, one of our hypotheses when we decided to set up this fintech-focused accelerator um, and fund is, uh, is that... It, Australia should be innovating in the space that it's already succeeding yeah. in. Uh, you know, we don't see a lot of point in Australia trying to be the next Silicon Valley and you know, acting like we're experts at microprocessors and, and you know yeah. social media. And um, we think you know you should you should focus on where you've you've got some strengths already. Yeah, and so you you're now into the second batch. So tell us about the first one and what you're looking forward to in the second one. Sure. So the first batch, um, you know, we started pretty lean. So we had four startups in the first batch. Um, and they were mostly in the sort of wealth side of fintech. Um, so self-directed investing, people people who want to take more control of their own personal um, wealth rather than outsourcing it to big banks. Um, those ones have, have had pretty good success so um, like I said there were four uh, they've all they're all just finished now so they're they're all uh, you know looking to close um, investment rounds now and they're all looking pretty good on that uh, in that respect um, and, and is it like your children where you, you're not really allowed to have a favorite or do you have a favorite um, uh, yeah, I've got a favourite, but I won't. Well, no, I've probably got a couple of favourites, but uh, but yes, yeah, so you, you don't talk about who your favourites are. Yeah, I think if you're the uncle, you can probably have a favourite, but <laughs> they're your kids, so let's not talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I guess it's a bit like with kids where, you know, you have favourite characteristics yeah. in different businesses. So you, one business might have amazing economics and another one, you know, the founders are just, you know, kicking goals. Um, so it's, you know... 
Um, and then another one, you know, maybe it's just your favorite product that you'd actually yeah. like to use. Um, There's a couple of them. I like, I mean, the, the Equitize guys, uh, the, in the crowdsourced equity funding front, uh, were, were good. I love their hustle. Yeah. You know, like the Johnny was living out of a camper van in New Zealand for uh, for a few months, I think it was. Uh, That's right, yeah. So they And just actually on that, on that sort money. of... Uh, scrapping startup style we had another startup uh called uh simply wall street yeah where um one of the founders uh they were from perth and one of the founders stayed in perth and the other founder moved to sydney for the program and and he actually lived out of his van uh for the entire program so he, he just rented a, a car spot in someone's in the basement of the building and literally lived out of a van so you know that 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 you really respect that sort yeah. of scrappy, you know, passion where they'll just do anything to get yeah. this business off the ground. And, and okay, so batch batch two, you've yeah. now got six businesses? Yeah, we do. So, you know, we're, we're slowly scaling up. Um, uh, so what's interesting about this batch is a lot more diversity. So, um, you know, the businesses are much more broad in the space they're covering. Interestingly, uh, none of them are in that sort of wealth space. They're much more in the payments, um, currency, uh, um, you know, core banking, core sort of transaction banking space. So um, a lot more variety. We've also got more startups that uh, are heavily sort of tech founder-led, um, which is already proving to be a very different beast. Um, you know, so there's quite a difference between startups yeah. that are led by sort of um, domain expert founders versus sort of tech and, founders. And, I mean, most of the founders that you've got, you know, they're not entrepreneurs by, you know, it's not been a lifetime choice. Most of them come from, uh, you know, banking or consulting or forex. I mean, so people are leaving high-paid, good jobs to come here. That's right. So yeah. why are they doing that? Uh, well, that's what we've always said was our job is, and, and the reason we think... Um, you know, fintech in particular can use a vertically focused accelerator, is that our job is to create an ecosystem where those people feel like it's the right bet to, yeah. to leave their high-paying, comfy job and go give this a shot. And, and so that ecosystem that we create is, is around, um, you know, if these people go to a, a general accelerator and they're trying to start a financial services startup, and they need to deal with financial services regulators and, um, you know, the complexity of, uh, uh, you know, of building an app that needs to be, you know, rock solid, secure, because you're dealing with people's money yeah. um, and you need to deal with anti-money laundering, which these days involves the Australian government, but also you can't do anything here without the US government approval when yeah. it comes to money laundering. And um, that complexity, if you don't have a... An ecosystem that's completely designed to help you navigate that yeah. it just becomes too big a risk to leave your comfy job and, and give it a shot so you know we are, we always ask um, the, the founders who are applying to us you know who are just for interest we say like which other accelerators have you applied to and it's very rare that you get any that have applied anywhere yeah. else so it's either us or they don't leave their job yeah um, which is you know that's exactly what we expected it's proving out our theory, which was that if we start this thing, although we're only focused on a vertical, so we might struggle to get as many applicants as a general accelerator, because it's a vertical that isn't served by the general accelerators, we're actually seeing that we're getting yeah. 
pretty much as many applicants as they do. And, and do you think being an entrepreneur, you know, and giving up your job like that is more somehow socially acceptable? Because, you know, sometimes in the old days you'd, you'd say to people, hey, I'm a entrepreneur and they think you've got venereal disease or something and you know give you a wide berth I mean is it is it easier now do you think I think it is I think I think what you see a lot of is um, a lot of people come up and say oh, I've got this great idea you know and, and a lot of people have these great ideas that you know they're you know I'm doing in inverted commas here they're, they're one day going to pursue but they actually never are and and I think with the rise of so many accelerators around the world these days, it's it's made a lot easier for people to to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's also you know in Australia there there used to be and there still is to an extent a a fear of failure and failure is seen as a really bad thing. You know, if you give something a shot and it doesn't succeed, well, that's a really bad thing. I think people are starting to realise that. Actually, you can leave a comfy job, go and try a startup for six months. If it fails, you'll actually get hired into a better job yeah. because they'll see that you've had some non-sort of corporate experience. Because the corporates are all approaching us, trying to understand how they can be more innovative. Yeah. And so, obviously, they're going to be keen to hire people who've actually given it a go, yeah. even if they did fail. Yeah, and one of the things that you know I often talk about is that democratization of uh, of te- technology. I mean, the fact that it's so cheap and easy now to build an amazing product, I think that actually de-risks it to a large degree. Absolutely. You don't need a million bucks now to, to do a startup. If you've just got a good idea, you know, not specifically in fintech, but uh, fintech's a good example. I mean, you can probably get it kicked off the ground if you're not paying yourself for, you know, 10 to 50 grand. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, so much of the... So many of the pieces that you used to have to put in place when you started a, a digital startup in particular yeah. uh, are nowadays, you know, just one by one being, those particular pieces are being looked after by someone that you can outsource to. Yeah. So, you know, obviously um, hosting, you know, and, and uh, IT infrastructure being a huge part of that. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, you can outsource your IT if you want to. You can outsource your... Um, you, you know your customer service yeah. here there's it, we're getting to the point where you know i mean we always say uh you know an idea is not worth anything um but it's almost getting to the point where the idea is the only bit left yeah but it's still it's it's not the idea it's sort of it, it's the execution it's pulling together all those different pieces and, yeah. and making it happen Okay, Toby, I think that's, uh, we're, we're, we're out of time for episode one, but thanks for being my first guest. I hope uh, that was pretty interesting, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think it was good. It was yeah. good. We'll see. Hopefully this will go on to be a, be a regular... This will be a viral thing. hit. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Toby.